Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park If used to clean ears, stroke swab gently around the outer surface of the ear only. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Hurry, let's just fly like the wind. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. I should have done, I should have done, fly, you fool. I was going to do it if you didn't. Uh, How yeah. did I not think of that? <laughs> I don't know. I, you want, I mean, you want I a did. second chance? You want a second mm-hmm. chance? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Fly, you fools. Very nice. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Like doing the intro twice, you know, just as an example of things. You don't have to tell anyone we did it twice. Oh, I included both. I included both versions. So your, 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 secret, is, your secret is out. Great. Uh, we are not in a hurry. I just want you to know we would never rush this quality content for you. Uh, Danae mm. is just oh. being, you know, super sensitive Silly. Uh-huh. to you know yeah. the progression of time and wants to to make sure mm-hmm. that we we are efficient because if you know if you know anything about our show Danae is always trying to keep us in check and mm-hmm. getting to places on time and we're technically even though this will be next week we're getting an extra hour this weekend too, that's true so. that's a great point there's a yeah, 20 20- work unfortunately it's not this <laughs> afternoon no no it can be whenever you want this weekend I like- just I like the nays look like, oh, we're supposed to change clocks this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out eventually, I guess. Yes, you will have a 25-hour uh, Sunday, technically, right? Because it happens uh, in the a.m. hours yeah, of Sunday. 2 yeah, 2 a.m. on November 1st. Yep. So, yeah, use that extra hour wisely. After Halloween. <laughs> sometimes, this will be the post-Halloween blues. Sometimes I wish I included that in the show last yeah, week, did. right? The happy Halloween. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, just Jonathan. I, I sometimes I wish people could just hear the unedited version of us <laughs> trying to do the close of this show. Sometimes it's just like craziness. You could have put it in the outtakes. Maybe, yeah. I guess I could have. I guess that's all on me. My fault, guys. My fault. Um, at, at one point in time, when we did our survey, that was one of the highest ranked portions of our show. <laughs> By what, the, the way, f- first the episode where I've had to ask my wife if it was okay to leave something in. Oh, oh, what was it? Which thing it was, was it? I told about her dream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, I didn't say any names. I just said you had a dream oh, that oh, I did oh, oh, that I right. did this. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, that's fine. She's like, she thought it was funny. <laughs> Good. 
Good. I'm glad we didn't cause any problems. Oh, um, no, you would have caused That is problem. good news. Uh, well, whether in a hurry or not, let's go ahead and get on to it. Let's kick it off with the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? Uh, We're going to take a look at the uh, videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the show in movie uh, or movie in general or music video, as the case may be. We'll kick it off in TV Sins. As per usual, we are doing the fourth Treehouse of Horror from The Simpsons, uh, finishing off this little run of Treehouse of Horrors for October. Maybe we'll, um, that could be like an annual thing. There's enough of them, right? Like if we do four oh every year, God. how we'll long? We'll never catch up. <laughs> we'll, well, we'd have to eventually, right? They can only produce one well, a year. No, so. yeah. That would, if we do catch up, that would be a good thing because that would mean TV Sins has been going for like 10 years or right, something. Right, exactly. Or whatever oh it is, eight years. Somebody could do that quick math, I'm sure, and figure out like 30, how many, 31 seasons? Thirty. So if we if you do four a year, there's 31 currently, I think. So I that's believe. three so extra. You, so well, you got to remember so yeah, to carry so the seven. seven. Years. So Don't eight that. years after next year. So yeah, between eight and nine years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we can do it. BTS will be around that long. Yeah, guys. <laughs> Uh, this uh, by was... the way, we do have a Patreon. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. If you want us to continue, check it out. Uh, this was a Hughes Watkins script. Uh, Danae and Jonathan writing on this one. Uh, Danae, was this, this wasn't your first Treehouse script, was it? You wrote on no. one with me, too, I think. Y- you uh, guys did the first one. That's right. We did do the first one. That's right. Uh, but it, but it, it is confusing, and we talk about it every man. episode now, and it, it continues to be confusing. I love how you bleeped the last episode. Wasn't that great? Because <laughs> I wondered if you were just going to cut it out, because this one has another reference where uh, Bart's grandfather comes in and says, kill the boy, and then mm-hmm. he's a vampire, and he runs out after realizing he's a vampire. So yeah. it has that carry on joke so yeah that's true and also i love that you know just weird we did not plan this uh brom stoker's dracula parody and one of yeah. the cinema sense videos is brom stoker's dracula yeah it was so cool did not plan that no nope. <laughs> it's amazing no it's amazing. i i actually um i liked this one it was a it was a little bit different of a sin experience because i actually felt disappointed by the vampire plot line and i know it sounds weird because it's just simpsons or whatever yeah. but to reveal like that the mom Marge is actually the queen vampire. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't make any sense to me based on what I, happened. So I like that we were able to point that out. Yeah. I don't, I don't particularly like the Dracula one that much. And that's actually, I, I found out that's actually a really popular one, which you I sure? did not know that. Hmm. Yeah, I, know I mean, that. it might be a little dated for some people, but I'm, I guess people that watched it at the time and the years around then um, it's on a lot of lists. Like if you look at where people mm-hmm. have ranked them, uh, it's it's typically up there pretty high. This episode or that segment? No, that that segment. When people rank hmm. the segments, that because segment I know typically. I know I've seen uh, a lot of love for the the Satan Flanders segment is one that I've seen yeah. a lot of people really love. Um, yeah, this so, yeah. that is episode, my favorite of the group. Yeah, uh, yeah, as a whole, this was a really fun episode to watch. Sitting it, you know, you're trying to find those plot lines, but you've got um, the school bus coming apart from the Twilight Zone. Uh, gremlin mm-hmm. and then the vampire and then ned flanders is satan it was just like th- this With it was the, really fun that has the donut conveyor belt and like you yes. know some of that stuff is just like lodged in the pop culture consciousness you know mm-hmm. so yeah no it's it's a good episode i i enjoyed it quite a bit also enjoyed the video quite a bit guys great job uh, i'll kick us off with kind of going into uh, some of the details 
but uh, since this was your guy's script, everyone else got the quotations around their silly Halloween name, but James didn't. So is his middle name Hell for real? Uh, I love that. Uh, or do people just hate the man? Was how that one ended up. Uh, I was told recently uh, that Sadars have constantly erect penises. Peni? Peace? Panera? <laughs> uh, loved that uh, observation. Um, this jello is going to be flavored with hot dog sandwich and chicken. Thank you, the super taster says. Quit leaving stuff in your fridge uncovered or not in containers. It infects the taste of all the other food. <laughs> it really does. And boxes of, and of it's gross. baking soda can only do so much. Right. Yeah. And, and it, I, I, yeah, put it in a container, people. I, I don't was, even know why, anyone who does why, that why, outside wait, of TV. Why is there a box? Do you put baking soda in the fridge? Because I don't think we do after we open it. We just put it in the cabinet. Oh I no mean, no no! It's not it's not for the baking soda. It's for the fridge. Baking soda is a deodorizer, and so oh, I gotcha. So yeah, I gotcha. so it's not like it's you're supposed to you're absorb saying. odor. It's not like you're refrigerating your baking soda until you can use it again. It's like you use it to deodorize yeah, yeah, yeah. your your fridge. That's that. one of the one of the ways that you can use it. Although I will gladly go into any conversation about should this be refrigerated or not, because people have differing ideas on that stuff. Uh, which yeah. is, it's fascinating to me oh, sometimes some yeah, of the things that yeah, people. Absolutely. Like, uh, like uh, my, my, she doesn't always, my wife sometimes will refrigerate a cake. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like that should just stay out, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Leave the cake out in the microwave. Yeah. Baked goods go in the microwave Wait. for storage. Okay. Well, I don't do that, but I leave it <laughs> on the little... stove. It's covered. I'm though. sorry. Maybe that's just a small kitchen people that don't have anywhere to put anything. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't want to see the you don't want to see the, all the cabinet space and stuff I have. You'll be mad. So I won't. Show you. It's also for us. It's also if you don't actually, put it... I'm going to send you a picture right after this. Thank I'm you. Lying. No, I appreciate totally. that. Uh, it's also if you don't put it in the microwave and it's out and visible, it's gone in our house. So like, if you want any that's cookies fair. left over or any cake left over, you better hide it in the microwave. Um, or somewhere else. Uh, so yeah, I, I like that as a super taster. Thank you for that. Uh, I like to point out that skeletons have no lips, so this should sound like, and then having yes. the narrator not use lips. Uh, although I did see a comment uh, that said that because skeletons don't have vocal cords, it actually should just be like rattling bone sound. <laughs> it should just be like a... <laughs> no lungs, you know what? so it can't even be no breath. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Yep, just rattling bones. Um, and then having a Twilight Zone parody in your Night Gallery parody also made me uh, laugh quite a bit. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Uh, great. I, like, who would even who would even get night? Like, I'm sure there were a decent amount of people that probably didn't get Night Gallery then. Right. Like, I can't imagine. And it's unfortunate, too, because Night Gallery is really good. But it, it hasn't had like the the form like it hasn't been on sci fi channel and yeah. stuff like that, you know, for for a long time. Yep. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, second only to sex. I have that. I thought that was... <laughs> again, going into this narrator started. being... <laughs> I love the fact that, again, this this narrator continues to be, like, raunchy, but totally doesn't understand sex. Like, it's like it's something he wants to talk about, wants to feel cool about, but it's like, yeah. he doesn't get yeah, it. Yeah, sure, the narrator. <laughs> uh, and then I just, like, the don't ask me how I know, I kind of want you to like me. That was the other one I had written down. I thought that was really funny. That one felt a little bit real, Danae. Did that one come from you? Like, I know you've talked about, like, bullying stories in your past and, like, you know, because it was about bullying, right? It was, like, giving wedgies or, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, the, so, I thought the she just wanted one? you to. I thought she just wanted you to say that you wanted people to like you. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's probably it. Um, yeah, that one came from, I'm like, well, I was looking up all that information, um, mm-hmm. but no, it didn't come from a real place. I was just okay. thinking about people giving wet willies and it would be so much easier if they sat down. Maybe it's a short person. If I was going to give somebody wet willy, they need to be on my level. So you looked this up. So was a rear admiral actually something? Because I wasn't looking that up. yeah the rear admiral is uh uh i think it was a real thing let me i'm gonna go try to find my notes because i thought that i actually have a link for my keeping tabs okay fair enough oh cool um and then i just thought the outtakes were really fun the devil's advocate and the the next generation outtakes were my personal favorites but they were great those are really good today what about you uh you guys actually took um i think all of them the only one that did you not mention was um the putting bart in charge of maggie just mm-hmm. a simple one <laughs> that i it just seemed dumb it just was a nice hilarious little statement like here take maggie it's like that's even dumb as, even as even as like blindsided as marge i guess can be at times i just i didn't buy that for a second but whatever mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Yeah, but you guys sure. mentioned all the other ones. So. All right, well, then let's move on to Friends. Hey, we're going back to Friends. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, after, I think we did a run of Friends pretty early God. on in the channel. And then, uh, yeah, heading back to... This is uh, the Friends Halloween episode. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, it and is. this is a terrible, terrible episode, by the way. Uh, it is the one with the Halloween party. It was a Dicer Hughes script. Uh, Danae and I wrote on this one uh, with some additions from Jonathan as well uh, as the shadow. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of this episode either. Although increasingly when I watch Friends, I'm not necessarily a fan of Friends yeah, that I much. I still like, there's things about Friends I still like. But Me too. I don't know, their Halloween episode, I don't know, if I'm trying, I feel like they did at least one other one. They weren't typically very good. They always did Thanksgiving really well. Like those were kind of the more popular holiday episodes for them. But I don't know. This one's bad. I had the revelation watching this episode, um, and and it's and I'm going to state this to the extreme, even though it's probably not true to the extreme. Mm-hmm. If Friends didn't have Matthew Perry as Chandler, I don't think I would have even liked this show. Like I think I love that character so much that I thought I loved the show. Man, um, I love Monica. I will tell you the one but that's yeah, not, yeah, maybe. and I like the Monica Chandler relationship. I will tell you the one character that I'm surprised because I'm I, I the actress I've always had a huge crush on, but man, Rachel just blows. Like, <laughs> I think she's not a very good person at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phoebe, I still well, you like Phoebe though. No, I I like them. Yeah, and and their yeah. performances no, are you're fine. Saying. But I but I. I thought I loved this show. Like I like I remember like yeah, Friends is the you. best. And I, I think I you. just loved Matthew Perry as Chandler. I loved the sarcasm. I loved the way he would say things. Um I loved, I loved it and I think now I just kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And um also this was around the time when guest stars were huge. Mm-hmm. Like celebrity guest stars like Will and Grace like every episode somebody would be on there. Sean and Penn so, like, of all the, people. The Sean Penn thing. <laughs> yeah, and he's fine. But like it's not a very interesting character, and but because it's Sean Penn, they have to dedicate time to him, and I think he's even in another episode. Like I don't think that storyline's over. Yeah. But um, stuff like that just kind of takes away from everything else. And then you've got Joey, and you know, I mean, even though that's not really happening, Ross is like thinking Joey's going to try to take his girlfriend from him, which doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. And then Rachel being weird with kids. It's just it's a it's a weird episode. It's not funny. Today, any thoughts on the episode before we go into the uh, the sins themselves? Um, I think in the Slack channel, when we were talking about this one, I was like, you know, can we just stop 
with this show. And it sucks <laughs> because part of me thought that I liked this show at one point in time, but maybe it's because I saw it early on or something. And I just was more, I don't know, seeing it now, it just seemed really forced and strange. Uh, yeah. So... No, there is um, something. It's not even just the. It's not even that it's dated. It's there's something about the humor. I think it's just. I think just comedy has changed so much, and mm-hmm, that was kind sure. of the tail end of one type of show, sure. like one type of sitcom, and then what it's become now. Even though those types of sitcoms still do exist, yeah, uh, yeah, but I yeah. don't think they're as popular. Yeah. So, but it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It's just no. I maybe it was. It's just the jokes didn't land for me, and mm-hmm. the setup didn't land for me. I found myself wondering things like, who are all these people at their apartment? Who are all these <laughs> friends that they have? Like That's we've never seen point. any of these people before. Yeah, they and, and they do that. Like they'll have like a they'll have like a bachelorette party or something, and they'll just be like four or five random women that you've never seen. That place You're was like, packed. And maybe that's just, you know, I, I didn't really want to, you know, go into it. Um, I didn't write that into the script. Maybe I should have. I don't know. Um, just out of curiosity, though, Sean Penn played Eric in the one with the Halloween party and later Phoebe's date on the one with the stain. So, yeah, yep, I think you're there right. was like they, they continued it for like another episode and I, they just didn't work out or something. I can't remember. I think for me, it just seems like at this point in time, the story is strained and it's just looking for cheap laughs and you know, silliness rather than substance. And I, I don't know. So yeah. it just didn't, it didn't hit for me and that's okay. They don't always have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's kind of fun to see people wearing costumes. Although we did point out how it's strange that you would put it on and walk out if you didn't want to wear it in the first place. Like, is he so trained that he can't not wear it? Do we need to call somebody? Is he okay? Is he <laughs> safe? You know? Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was interesting to, it was an interesting one to write on. It was like a little bit of a bummer for real. Jonathan, uh, what were some of your favorite parts of the video? Um, I liked how you guys noticed the guy lifting, getting his shirt lifted in the <laughs> in the background. We both that, had that, a series of sins about that. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was really weird. I actually don't like the Ursula Phoebe thing, which I thought that was. I actually had written a sin because I shadowed on this. I wrote a sin for that, but then Aaron had, or I guess it was Aaron. I'm assuming. I can't yes. imagine that was Danae. Mm-hmm. Aaron took a sin off, so I was like, oh, that's funny. So I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even include mine, but, um, but yeah, I've never really found that whole thing funny. And she was on Mad About You, right? Isn't that correct? The Ursula character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. She there was, was like, like a, a, she was a server at yeah. the, at a restaurant they went to. Yeah, that to. character she was crossed like really over into mean. another show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they even had, there's a Friends episode where Helen Hunt and whoever played her girlfriend, I can't remember who that was on the show. Uh, they go to like Central Park or they, they, and they see Phoebe. And they think Phoebe's Ursula. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It was stupid. But um, I just remember that. Um, just never be Rachel. We, I loved that running joke. Um, I thought it was hilarious that Aaron liked that terrible costume, Spudnik. Uh, because <laughs> it's that the was the best costume at the party. <laughs> Everybody else is just that lame. That might be true. Ross actually I mean, came prepared. He did something clever and fun. Come I, on. I, I I I liked Monica's costume personally, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, um, okay, we're talking about different things now, Jonathan. <laughs> Let's just be clear. And the sudden baby Lily Trescott, I thought was really funny because I was like, oh my god, that is her. Yeah. <laughs> not that I and I didn't like. I'm not a Hannah Montana person. I mean, that was definitely past my time, but. Um, I've seen reruns and stuff when you know Mackenzie was watching stuff on Disney. So yeah, it is. It is. It I is recognized her. Really funny to see people who go on to do different things show up yeah. as random child actors and stuff. And yeah, so yeah, that's 
that's fun stuff um yeah i uh i loved a couple things you mentioned the never be a rachel i love the way the first one was worded in fact just never in any situation ever be a rachel <laughs> like it's just like let's just make this clear uh and then in the the pants one uh calling his butt his funk trunk uh was a lot of fun Oh um, yeah, show off your funk truck, Steve. I actually had that written down. Yeah, the uh, the hey, uh, super, you know, girl. I'm, you know, whatever it was, uh, and then drawing that, that girl pa- or whatever. Yeah, and then drawing that parallel to the Arrowverse. Uh, I think <laughs> it was it was it was a good time. Um, we find out they've known each other for two short weeks, and I'm pretty sure it would be very hard to forget a painful detail like this in that short amount of time. But here we are ch- uh, chuckling about something tragic yeah. because everything in a sitcom has to end with a forced laugh track for some reason. Great observation. Loved that. Uh, my money is on the monkey is a phrase that we should just fit into every script we can. <laughs> it, just, it just made me giggle going, so much. Going back to that, going back to what you just said, though, that was interesting. I'm glad you guys pointed that out because that is a like a major plot like concurring plot line on the show is how phoebe's is it her mom that killed herself yeah yeah like they joke about that several times in the series or make some weird comment about Mm -hmm. it and like it's just interesting now when you have especially with social media you have so much emphasis on uh depression and anxiety and suicide Mm -hmm. prevention to go back and watch like this show like practically making fun of it Mm -hmm. um it's oh yeah it's it's a little it, it didn't it didn't age well yeah, it's man, humor's interesting, right? Because, you know, there it was certainly a time where you felt like a joke was just a joke. Like, you know, yeah. and that in and, and I think we've I think evolved is probably the right thing to say to understand for most people, sure, that's okay, but but also jokes can really hurt people and you do want to be sensitive to jokes that might, you know, trigger yeah. and, and bring up things yeah. with people. And well, especially you- once you get older and you some of those things actually come into your life in some way. Yeah. You know, it, you know, you're a, you're a different person when you watch it later. It's just it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just know in our own family, even when uh, I went down, my kids were ready to kind of have gallows type humor about it pretty quickly. You know, like they're in their uh-huh. kids. And so like what you're talking about kind of thing. Well, and, it's a defense mechanism, too. Right. And it is a mm-hmm. defense coping. mechanism as well. It's a coping mechanism. Coping, but it, yes. Sorry. But but it is one of those things where. um you know, it's just you you can you can have morbid humor. You can have gallows humor oh, with yeah, people you're absolutely. close to and people who understand. But sensitivity is also important. So, you know, reading the room is probably, you know, kind of the key attribute you would need to understand how that kind of humor works. Usually, yeah, I, 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 I learned on Twitter this week that Kim Kardashian does not know how to read the room. That's what I that's what I learned oh, this week on Twitter. Good. That's good. Well, <laughs> it's good that Twitter is being educational. I'm glad it's yeah, being educational. It's, it's, good job. it's teaching me things. Uh, and then uh, let's hope that one of the people answering the door to a kid with a girlfriend three times her age reported you to the police immediately. Um, so and thanks again. To, it's just funny. It's humor. Uh, thanks to Alex in the uh, the comments who said, uh, why am I not surprised that Aaron's favorite costume is the human sized portmanteau? Uh, so yeah. he's. uh, (laughs) it is is weird going to that what you were talking about today that is that is like cringy but i will say jennifer aniston is really good though like she she delivers the lines very well but then when you think about them for like two seconds you're just like oh like what was that about what about you today um i liked the also i'm counting only eight planets here and this took place before the great pluto purge of 2006 (laughs) so this is either a sin for being scientifically inaccurate or like you know just, that that whole thing. The, did you see all the comments oh, about yes. this, Aaron? Yeah. In fact, the day are we came, talking about it in the comment section or? 
Uh, if you want to, do you want to save it for the comment section or do you want to talk about it now? Um, so I, I don't care. It's, I don't have it for my comment. If you I guys just want to say, I'm glad that thing got written and got put in there because I loved our, just, I loved where we got re, uh, Aaron and I had fun talking about the Harry Carey sketch. <laughs> it's true. That's that is true. one of my favorite sketches ever. Well, if it's not I, in your comment section, let's talk about it now. Yeah. I pointed it out in the, in, in our script. I was like, I see nine, nine. Mm-hmm circles that i thought were planets i assumed the gigantic one in the middle was i thought maybe it was gonna be um saturn or something or not saturn uh pluto nope just kidding <laughs> why can't well, i think of it uh mercury no jupiter because jupiter's Mars? got rings we can only name no, so many saturn has rings jupiter's the one that's very gaseous okay yeah so uh so anyways i thought it was jupiter um, which, That's why people called me Jupiter when I was a kid. <laughs> yes, it was your gas. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, which you know, once once you go back and look at it, I think it's the one that's on his shoulders, Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just funny to me because Aaron's like, "Well, that one's the sun." So <laughs> well, but in, in, you know, in, in kind of we talk about sometimes how we feel this urge to over-explain ourselves just because we know how comment sections are, and there certainly is an opportunity to go there. And no, it's not the one in the middle. That's the sun. You can tell because it's on fire and lava, uh, like, you know, or whatever you want to say. But in this case, I didn't think we need to, but maybe we needed to because there were, I mean, there were at it's, least five or six people who oh, were like, yeah. you miscounted. It, there's nine. It's peppered it's like, through there. And then if you open up the comment chain, there's people that are correcting that one's the sun. Oh, I see. And then yeah. I'm in there too going same super. I thought that it was wrong too, but blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about it on, as I was preparing for the show. I wonder if it would have been funny to just like add arrows and then add an arrow and then it, then cross it off and then just say that's the sun or just something visually funny. That yeah, we could have done. done the, we could have done the Harry Carey outtake. That would have been actually <laughs> funny. <laughs> now that I think about it after the fact, what's your favorite? Yeah, planet? that would have been funny. That's the sun. That's so great. you guys that mentioned all the awesome. other ones though. That one was really fun for me just to see people in the comments doing the same thing I did. I felt validated. Like okay, I wasn't right. right totally. It wasn't silly that I just totally missed that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. We will uh, move on to Music Video Sins, Ariana Grande. Uh, Positions is the name of the song. Referring to, like, we were just talking about, like, positions of the planets and, like, you know, global positions in within the galaxy. I'm sure that's what the positions is in reference to in this song. Her position um, in the White House. Yes, yes, all those things um, is probably what that is in reference to. Um, I, I didn't like this song at all. I, I just I I didn't enjoy listening to it. Uh, I I didn't think it was a good song. I didn't understand it. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me. What did you guys think about this song itself? I I haven't liked the last few. I haven't liked the last few things from her. Um, I'm trying to remember the last song I liked of hers. But um, I, yeah, it was it was. I mean, it was okay. But I it hasn't really stuck with me. Like I couldn't even tell you how it goes right now. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's very forget. Yeah. It just seems very forgettable. Yeah. So forgettable that I forgot to even listen to the song. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that I, I don't always do that for the show. Sometimes sure. I actually do. I was doing every single one for a while until I was like, I don't think I really want to do this anymore. I am with Megan Ruth, who posted on um, the video and said, at this point, I only ever watch music videos through CinemaSins and I'm not complaining. <laughs> and Shanice Taylor responds, ain't that the truth? If they catch me on a good day, I might go check out the whole video or not. And that's me. That's me, guys. I'm with you. Sometimes I'll see one and be like, ooh, I want to kind of go watch the actual, you know, video now. Right. But I, I sort of use this as a filter to whether or not I even care. <laughs> Probably shouldn't do that, but that's what I've been doing. No, so you're good. I, you're didn't, good. 
I don't know anything about the song. Well, you uh, you went last in the first two times, so why don't you go first this time? What did you think of the video itself? What are some of the things you liked? Always enjoy the videos. I really, uh, I really think that Barrett's hitting a just a consistent level with how he's animated in his narration delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to hearing what he's going to do. And there were several really good moments. The The one that I picked for this one is, um, yes, I'm tired of failed relationships. So reluctantly, I'll stick with you for a while. And then like, is this her sentiment? I mean, she wrote an entire song for this person. Just, I liked pointing out the, oh, I guess I'll just have to stick around, mm-hmm. you know, even though I don't like you. So, but there was so many others. I figured you guys would cover the rest of the ones that I liked. So go ahead. I, I, I forgot to write stuff down, but I will say... <laughs> <laughs> I liked all the, I like no I did I don't know why I'm like looking over here it's like completely blank I watched it last night again but um I did like all the the White House the stuff was very funny but I will go off what today said he has definitely found his own voice and it's been really fun to see and like it's that's been the most challenging thing for me now that I've started writing again for that because I didn't write when he started for music video sins and so that's been a challenge for me like finding making sure I get stuff uh, written in his voice and not Jeremy's voice, um, which and that's also I mean, I guess with TV sense, we kind of all started that together with Aaron. So that's been a little easier. But that's that's the one thing I'm having a harder time with with music video. Sense, yeah, it's Barrett's interesting, right? Just, yeah. And he's got a way he speaks about music that is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's kind of incorporated that into the character because he just he knows more about music than just about anybody I know. Um, probably anybody I do know. In that vein, um, of I know like, you guys know a lot about music too, but he just he follows everything and yeah, uh, different genres and you yeah. know um, he's got a good mind for it where he he mm-hmm. he can instantly it's sort of like you guys with your knowledge about movies and directors and uh, even producers and things like that where you can kind of connect these lines in the uh, between watching mm-hmm. one movie and then being like oh he did that same kind of camera angle over here or you know you guys have this passion for that content. It's the same with the music. You can he he all, almost is always uh, thinking about other sounds that are like what you're listening to, or lyrics that are similar, or even just mm-hmm. how things are created. It's it's a passion for music in general, which is really cool. Um, since you didn't write a couple down, I, actually, I just I pulled up the script really quick because I was like, I really want I really want this one to get re- referenced, and it's the one where he was just laughing about spending a million dollars to make a video. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I had that one down. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and even like, there's one about the feet up on the desk, and just like, this is just rude. You know. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah all the all this stuff centered around that desk was very funny. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the first sin where he finishes off with uh, syntax and grammar may never recover. That just made me giggle. <laughs> um, I giggle a lot during these, by the way. Uh, in what Olympic sport does one jump through yeah. hoops? Is there a new style yeah. of curling with which I am which unaware? I am unaware. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Um, I I was trying to, because anytime you ask a question like that, if you're me, you try to answer the question. And I was trying to think of an Olympic sport where you jump through hoops. The only thing I could think of was the the hoops. <laughs> which is actually an Olympic sport in the uh, gymnastics. Uh, but uh, other than that, I, c- I couldn't think of any. Um, so, yeah, good stuff, uh, as always. Let's move on into the uh, Cinema Sins. Uh, we finally got around to sending Coraline, which people have been asking for uh, for a while. It is These movies are really – these kind of cult favorites are interesting – to work your way into and try to, you know, figure out, um, you know, how they're going to do, if people are going to accept it. And I think the comments to Coraline ha- uh, have been really fun from the people who love this movie. Um, you, um, 
I didn't realize you had written on this when I was watching the video, and yeah. I was like, man, somebody is slamming Aaron in this video. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? The Michigan sins. I mean, oh, there's like okay, 10 of okay. them. <laughs> that would be me. Uh, you slammed yourself. That was a little bit of uh, self-flagellation uh, going on there. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. It oh, is- that's funny. Well, it, I mean, listen, when you are when you are a Michigander, uh, it is one of those things that you you know, for instance, that everybody but does the hand thing or we that, do, like we do make fun of each other when we're writing on something sure. and like the other person isn't because like, you know, and Barrett's really good at that. Like he'll like, you know, if you'll see things about remotes getting thrown at TVs during hockey games, that's a slam on Chris or, you know, he has all these inside slams on Jeremy and stuff. So I, I, I knew he had written on it, but for some reason I thought it was him and Chris because I hadn't looked at the email. So I was like, man, they just went to town on Aaron in this video for some reason. <laughs> not me. I'm not the only person from Michigan. And, and, no, and a lot of these sins have to do group. with things in Michigan that aren't Michiganders really their responsibilities. You know, like it's. But- but you are in our group, so yes. that's just what I immediately went to. That is true. And I always will be. No matter how I lo- long I live outside of that state, I think because I was born and raised there for so long, I think I will always consider myself but you from probably do Michigan. Michigan State, so that was probably fair. What's that? You probably aren't a fan of Michigan State, though. So that was no, I definitely, fair, so. I definitely wrote the sin slamming Michigan State. That was definitely <laughs> me. <laughs> I also like the Michigan uh, sin... Uh, about like you would you would take your hand and you would point mm-hmm. on the mitt yeah <laughs> because anytime i've ever known somebody from michigan that's what they do yeah uh, like, of course hey I'm if your here. state was shaped like a hand you'd do it too like it's just easy well, i wonder if people in italy do that <laughs> <laughs> they point to their boot they point to their yeah, shoe they're, just, they're always just pointing to their boots the only <laughs> like, example around here <laughs> as a michigander i can tell you the answer to this question the only other example of this actually happening and it doesn't happen often but people from montana if they live on the west uh, side of Montana, will point to the profile of their face because the west side of Mon- Montana looks a little bit like a face. And so they'll say, you know, I live here just above the nose or, you know, whatever One, the case may yeah, be. Yeah, or like people in California point to their boomerang. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, Jonathan. <laughs> if they're carrying around a boomerang. Let's talk about the movie. Uh, Danae, have you seen Coraline? This seems like a no. movie that might be have hit you, but nope, you you missed this one. Okay. No, I I think I remember when it came out, I was just like, oh, you know, another um, what kind of is it's stop not motion claymation. nightmare before Christmas maybe stop motion so it's stop motion it's just like but it's like stop motion clay motion claymation is it, called clayma- is it claymation is it actually called claymation? I mean people call it claymation but stop motion is the technical term yeah. Okay. And it's it's Henry Selleck. It's the guy who directed Nightmare Before Christmas. And I really liked the Tim Burton, the discount Tim Burton, mm-hmm. you know, sin because, um, yeah, that kind of had that feel like, oh, I've seen this stuff before or I've seen, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas before. It's got that yeah. kind of creepy, the creepy kid story vibe to it. Right. I just wasn't as interested in it for whatever reason. And I, I never watched. I never I watched don't... it. And. So I don't completely disagree with that, but I will I will say though Tim Burton is an animator first. Like that's how he started. He was an animator at Disney, and you know Frank and Weenie was a short film he made uh, early on in his career. So I don't I don't know what what a Nightmare Before Christmas is him and what is Selleck, but uh, uh, Burton has made. I mean, uh, Corpse Bride and Frank and Weenie are both really interesting movies. I uh, totally in their agree. Own right. 
I, I yeah. totally agree. But I actually I like think, both those movies. I think Coraline blows them away, though. <laughs> Uh, I I love love Coraline. Oh nice, like, love it. So you're a huge fan I, of this, this movie. Yeah, this is one of my. This would be in my conversation for like best animated film. Um, oddly enough, I like Leica a lot. Is it Leica? Leica? Uh, you know the what? Studio? I I always because again, just the the rules of English. Yeah. Say it should be the first uh, the vowel that's the the hard sound. So I always say Leica, but I it's probably okay, Leica. Let's go with that. But Leica, I would also argue, I would also say Kubo would be in that conversation as well. So they have like two of like my all-time favorite animated movies. Um, but yeah, no, I love Coraline. I love the world building. I like that it's just like a modern fairy tale. And it's based on a really cool book by Neil Gaiman. And it's a really good adaptation of that book. Um, I love the voice work in this movie. I think the voice work in this movie is kind of underappreciated. Like yeah. nobody ever talks about it. Like I forgot that was Terry Hatcher. Right. Um, and she's she's good. Um and uh but i don't know yeah i just i just love this movie it was also an early favorite of my daughter's so i watched it a lot with her uh so that also nice. might that's some of my that's some of my sentimental about you know that i have attached to it but no i, I think it's really i think it's really well done well, i think it's for like i think it's up there with nightmare before christmas i don't uh i don't think i love it as much as you do but i i do enjoy mm -hmm. it i i do think it's a a, a really well done film and uh interesting and captivating and um yeah, I just it doesn't resonate with me in any like deep kind of yeah, way, understood. and so it's just kind of yeah, it's a good movie uh, for me. Um, well, let's go to the sins. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off? What are what are some of the things you liked in this movie? Um, our kids actually worth listening to. God, I love that sin. <laughs> that felt so real too. Right, felt. right. Because <laughs> they do. I mean, it's like I mean. I don't feel like I ignore my daughter, but I mean, there are definitely times where I, if I'm in the middle of something, I can tell that I can kind of like, you know, shut her out for a second sure. and of I'll course. still be able to figure out what's happening after that. This is Danae's this, the only perfect parent here. <laughs> well, this is one of those things where it, this, of course, it's important to listen to your children. Of course it is. But that has to be balanced with reality. And the reality is at least half the things kids say don't matter. They just don't matter. Yeah, and they matter they yeah. matter to the, you know the the children <laughs> perhaps, but they don't matter in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. And so all you need to do is let them say them. You don't actually have to understand them or respond to them. You sound like such an asshole right now. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, not everything we say as adults is important either. Correct. I mean, it it goes both ways for Correct. sure. Correct. Yes. I mean, Absolutely. You know, talk, talking to Danae, who's like on her phone, I think right now, not listening to it. I'm, I'm peeling off fingernail polish. <laughs> yeah, but he's not wrong. You do that. Like if we're talking about sports, you know. By like, the way, real quick, though, Danae, when you tweeted the other day about like how you uh, Iris did the want to build a snowman thing on your door and you stopped working to go see what, you know, go play with her for a second. That brought a tear to my eye. Just Aww. FYI. Yeah, yeah, that was really she's, cool. She's incredibly sweet. And yeah, she's... Uh, a lot and she wants a lot of attention but i don't know i think it's okay to listen to your kids aaron yeah because that's what i said that's what i said i said don't you dare listen to your children that's exactly what i said <laughs> no you know what the trick is for me at least the trick is being able to quickly understand what's important and what isn't and and i get that wrong sometimes and perhaps that's probably why Every single thing they sh say, I should be a hundred percent zoned into, and you know whatever. But it's it just that's not reality. It just doesn't work that way. And yeah, I you know she didn't almost fall into the well. She's basically lying to her mom anyway. So you know she deserves to be <laughs> shut out. 
Uh, <laughs> we already talked about the Michigan Jabs, which were probably my favorite thing. Uh, collecting snow globes, because that is, I'm sorry, that's just, that's dumb. Didn't um, we send that on, <laughs> that was in uh, Bob's Burgers, because that lady, like, in her oh, bag, she right? takes out a snow that, globe yeah. and chucks it at the at the yeah. window. <laughs> We're like, yes. where did that come from? By the way, I broke a snow globe accidentally the other day. Like, I knocked it over. There was one in our attic in a weird place, and so I knocked it over accidentally. And uh, those are a pain in the ass to clean up, just FYI. I never knocked yeah. one over. Uh, and then the other thing I had was those man-eating tulips or just totes adorbs. <laughs> <laughs> that one made me cringe. <laughs> Well, it's just when she goes to that other world, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a cool, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just, it's like I said, it's like a modern fairy tale. It's really interesting. Danae, other than parent shaming me, uh, what, what else would you, uh, like oh, to point I'm out from this video? <laughs> it's part of my contract to work with CinemaSins. I can, I can pull it up if you want to see it. I have to troll you. It's just yes, part of that. It is. Indeed it is. Um, I like the stop, uh, will you stop pestering me if I do this for you? Um, Thing my college girlfriend said to me when I brought home a watermelon, a paper shredder, and a pool. I don't know why. I just I wanted to pick three random things that seemed completely unconnected. That's all. Which is why it made me laugh so hard. I was like, that sometimes they're too on the nose. That one's just so out of left field. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um prematurely dropping the beat, but also beats got me. Uh and then the sweet Caroline when he just goes bum bum bum. I really enjoyed that one. Nice. The the poop corn and cloacorn <laughs> or the cloaca. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that one was really funny to me. The condimentorito was also fun to me. I was really hungry when I watched this, by the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Seems like it. <laughs> uh, Artex from The NeverEnding Story. Mm-hmm. Thought that that being harsh for young audiences, but then this was scaring the hell out of me. I was really noticing how much of this was kind of frightening. Uh mm. Then the the blue hair that the person that looked like they had been dipped into a bad batch of Easter egg dye had the blue skin. There were some interesting comments in that. Yeah, I saw there those. was one from yeah there was one from Celeste who said um, essentially fun fact: Mister Bobinski was part of the Chernobyl cleanup crew, and that's why his skin was blue, and that's why he has a medal on his shirt. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. It is interesting. The movie doesn't say that. Um, right, but, but I know there's a the book? book. Did you say it was a yeah, book? Yeah, yeah. The, okay. So yeah, yeah. It was. A, it was. Sorry, I I blanked out. It was a new. It's a Neil Gaiman novel. Correct. The guy who wrote American Gods and Sandman. Right. That's cool. That's really cool. So um, yeah, those are the ones that uh, stood out to me for for this one. It was it was fun to to watch and be like, man, this is this genuinely looks pretty creepy, and to get to that creepy part. But then again, I'm. Mm-hmm. Watching the movie for the first time too. I do yeah, have a lot of is. questions, but I'll ask you about those later, Jonathan. No, it's fine. It is creepy, but it's also very much a kids' movie. Like it, if so, I mean, I, I, I didn't really agree with that. Which I know we're joking around, but I didn't really agree with the five-year-old psychopath uh, sin. But because um, it definitely is a kids' movie uh, that I think adults can also enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, in understanding your children and what. It's important to understand your children and listen to them when they talk to you so that you can learn about them. <laughs> yes. And then yes. you'll know what kind of movie. If they're talking to you specifically about being frightened or triggered, yes, that might be one to zone into. Uh, mm-hmm. But if they're just ram- yammering on <laughs> about the color red, maybe you can tune out for a second. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Obviously, it will scare some kids. Yes. Just like anything will. I mean, I was, you know, like I said, Paddington scared my daughter last week. Sure. So, I mean, you know, you never oh know. Oh, my God. You never know. 
Okay, quick, just super quick side note about that. Mm -hmm. I was looking up um, uh, outtakes for uh, an upcoming movie that we're Mm going to be sending. And I was looking, trying to find someone saying something about a bear. And so I was just searching YouTube for like movie quotes or movie moments that had like a funny reference to a bear. And I came across that particular part where he sticks the toothbrushes in his ear. Mm -hmm. And that was so fucking disgusting that was <laughs> it so is. gross it is really it disgusting was so nasty and i'm like shaking my head like i know it's gonna happen because we just talked about it and i'm like no 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 oh god it's so gross anyway I, the, yeah, that, whole, to me, that the, whole sequence that whole god. scene just freaked my daughter out for probably because she thought it was, it was gross and it was weird and yeah the disturbing Jeez. thing to me was just putting it in the ear in the first place like pulling out the I, I earwax would... like i've been there but putting a toothbrush well, that far so... into your ear i, I <laughs> get nervous though like i do q-tips and stuff especially because you know in our field we do earbuds and stuff so mm-hmm. i do th- clean my ears but i don't enjoy it like my wife like really likes it. Like she likes how it feels, and I'm like, oh god, no. I'm just I have that weird urban legend fear that I'm gonna like pop my eardrum or something. Well, that's not Q-tip necessarily an urban legend. <laughs> it's I know it's not urban legend, says, but I mean I think it's probably harder to do than it. On you know. the packaging, it says "Do not put in your ears." <laughs> it like literally right. says that on the Q-tip box. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so oh, designed. you're just supposed to like kind of do the outside, or yep, you're not, apparently. Y- y- it should be in the craft section. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Q-tips are not for uh, inside not for your hygiene? ear. They're, no. Well, they're not technically for inside your ear. They're to clean the outer side of your ear. So like apparently. you do like a peer. But it is the biggest the... wink wink ever in the history of marketing. Like it is the it is the biggest. Yeah. Don't stick it in your ear, guys. You know, like, of course, people are so going to. So you're just to. supposed to put like liquid in your ear, like, like, like medicine or a cleaner you know yeah i can't yeah. i have like this my dad uses my dad it, uses a pen so you know yeah like, my grandfather <laughs> used to use a key no that's what it was he also used to use a pen like yeah. a, like oh my would, god and, and toothpicks yeah 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 so here's here's exact here's the exact warning on the q-tip box warning do not insert swab into ear canal entering the ear canal could cause injury if used to clean ears, stroke swab gently around the outer surface of the ear only. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, all right. So when my daughter says I just destroyed my eardrum with this Q-tip, I should listen to her. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you still can. If, if you can no. still listen to her, yes, you, you should. Yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to mention exploring a strange and possibly dangerous hole. This has never worked out well for me. Uh, I thought it was really good. <laughs> Uh, the prematurely do- dropping the beat thing I was uh, was interesting to hear so in funny. regards to our discussion last week about the Trolls World Tour beat drop. Uh, I thought that was mm-hmm. funny to have that back-to-back Sexual weeks. Sexual gratification. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you think winning a game is a good thing? The Detroit Lions. Uh, which is really funny because since this was written, the week this dropped, they won in one of the weirdest ways possible. Um, and so, Danae, this is the time where maybe you can zone out. You know, you pick and choose. I didn't, I didn't pay she's attention already, to football. She, she's already on Twitter. I'm literally already on Twitter. I'm checking the meaningless poll that I just posted. No, but Jonathan, did you see this? They lost. No. They won by making the other team score a touchdown when they didn't want to. They basically let them in, and he tried to stop before the end zone because if if the other team had kicked a field goal, they would have won. 
and they wanted time to score their own touchdown. And so they basically like pushed him into the end zone. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a defensive strategy. Yeah, right. And so then they came down and won at the last second. Um, so anyways, it was just funny to hear that. They sin. couldn't they could they didn't let the other team take more time off the clock. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then. No, I think that's smart. And then uh, Stockholm syndrome, but uh, spelled S-T-A-L-K, uh, was a, a, a brilliant piece of barreting on that one. So, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, all right, let's move on to Bram Stoker's Dracula. Or is it Bram? Bram? Is it Brom? I'm sorry. I think it's Brom, isn't it? it I don't is. know. I get I'm sure it is. Bram? Bram. <laughs> I don't know, but but it's Graham. So let's talk about Bram Stoker's I'm Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> I'm yeah. curious now. It's got to be Brom. Well, no, Brom is Brom. But then well, at the same time, I we have a Brahms that I eat at regularly, and I call it Brams just to be silly. So really, I, maybe it's just interchangeable. Well, and let let me Hold just on. get really embarrassing here, just for a second. Up until this week preparing for this show i thought his name was bram stroker not stoker so i've always said bram it's stroker's bram. dracula uh so wow. my apologies to Adding mr stoker an extra r uh, yeah, i did not is, mean to it imply that you were, it's bram it's pronounced Dra- bram yep it's bram yeah thank yes, you i feel it's better spelled now. like it's spelled like graham but it but it is certainly not stroker so uh stoker don't even know her yeah bram, bram stoker uh which I, is one of the greatest novels ever written arguably i've never seen this movie i haven't read either. the novel me either but after watching this video i'm like how many drugs were these people on <laughs> Because visually, it's just like it, there, it, this is every. It's like got so much going on it's extra. with it. It's it's so much. Yeah, it's it's well, a lot. You, I can tell you my experience with this movie really quickly if you want me to. Um, yeah, since you yeah, guys please. haven't seen it, so I was really excited about this movie. This movie came out in 1992. It was November of 92. And I remember the day like it was yesterday. I turn, well, I turned I I just I turned 16 that year, so I had a driver's license. But uh, so I just remember that year really well. And uh, that was when I was really, really starting to really become more of a film buff. Like I was reading a lot of reviews. I was watching like Siskel and Ebert and all that fun stuff. So, and I was reading uh, a lot of magazines. And, and one of the magazines I read at that time was Fangoria. And Fangoria was a horror magazine. So it covered this movie. So I'd read a ton about this movie. Plus it was Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, this is a guy at the time was still considered, you know, one of the best. I guess he still is, but. At that time, you know, we're still we're only 20 years removed from like the Godfather and all his 70s output, you know, uh, which was which was really famous. And um, so it felt like it felt like like this legit dude was directing this huge horror movie. So it was really exciting as a horror fan. Sure. And then I saw it and I I was like, I don't know. I didn't really know what I thought of it. Actually, I was kind of bored and there were things about it I liked. But I thought but even then I knew Keanu Reeves was given a bad performance and uh and among other things uh i remember thinking gary oldman was cool i've watched it a few times over the years and i actually recently rewatched it back in like i think september um and i think i just kind of i i I, not only do i think i don't like this movie i think i kind of hate it it's just (laughs) it's it's that's exciting it's really it's really melodramatic it's really over the top terrible terrible accents and I'm so glad they brought up Anthony Hopkins because nobody ever talks about that. He is awful in this movie. I, I mean, think just you mean Sir awful. Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony right. Hopkins. And he's an amazing sir. actor. This movie is huge with horror fans, though. And, and it, I will say, I, I'm sad they don't make movies like this anymore. Like, they don't, 
they don't give horror movies these kind of budgets anymore. Um, you don't get these big lavish productions like you did, especially like in the 70s, like The Exorcist and The Omen Maybe and stuff like that. Maybe this is why they don't. Well, this one did well, uh, but after this, they tried to keep the train going, and Kenneth Branagh made Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. That was a bomb, and then uh, or didn't do that well. And then they tried to do one with Jack Nicholson called Wolf that didn't do very oh, well. Man. I don't think Wolf. I remember that. Um, but um, and then that, and then I feel like kind of after that, I mean, every now and then you'll get something, but uh, it's pretty rare, and it's usually not very good. It's like The Haunting from '99 or something. Because yeah. even like the Conjuring movies, those are only like twenty million dollars. Those don't really cost that much. Yeah, they look good, but they don't cost that much. Um, you just don't get. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, I, I really, really dislike this movie. I do agree. I think Chris wrote something about it, which we can read. I do agree with Helm that it's interesting. Yeah, but I just don't. I just don't think it works. Yeah, this was an Atkinson share script, so Chris and Barrett wrote on this one, and I do think we have some thoughts from Chris uh, that we can get into before we uh, get into the sins themselves. Bram Stoker's Dracula is Francis Ford. <laughs> Co- Bram, Bram, Bram. Um, is Francis Ford Acapella's <laughs> attempt at something or new for him? Coppola, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's ever done horror before. He adapts. Bram Stoker's novel in his super lavish, totally bonkers way. Keanu Reeves is possibly miscast as Jonathan Harker. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> but considering the insanity going on, maybe he's not. All I can say is Keanu in period pieces where he has to affect an accent is usually not a great thing for your movie. Gary Oldman, of course, is Dracula. At least mm-hmm. for those who can see beyond Bella Lugosi's, I don't know if I said that name right. Yeah, yeah. Bella Lugosi, Lugosi. you got it. Uh, Lugosi's iconic performance, but in this, Oldman is unleashed, and unleashed Oldman is almost always interesting to watch. I think the movie starts out fine. There's a lot of mystery to Dracula, and he's haunting Jonathan Harker before he even gets to Transylvania. I think it goes a little off the rails though when Dracula makes his trip to London inspired by seeing Harker's fiance, Mina Murray, who looks like his old flame, Elisabetta. Yep. <laughs> it's because it's the same actress. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mystery and coolness of it all gets abandoned. Anthony Hopkins as Van Helsing's Helsing continues some bonker stuff, but they turn him into a Captain Ahab kind of character, like he's been searching for Dracula his whole life. And it's weird. His motivation fades in and out of the picture. The weird thing for me, and I don't remember this being an aspect of the novel, is Dracula changing into various forms, including a werewolf. That was so confusing for me, too. But we'll yeah. get to that in a second. I um, mean, in, in in lore, I mean, vampires can turn into wolves, but they would made it more like a straight up werewolf in this movie. It should have just been like, oh, a, like a wolf. I guess I don't know vampire lore. I mean, I don't know that I'm really an expert. I just know that that's something that Bram Stoker wrote. But yeah, Bram. Thanks, Bram. I think you I think you mean Stroker, but yeah, they've used the wolf in other vampire movies. Fright Night. There's a scene where one of the vampires turns into a wolf, but uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's as common. So I I understand the confusion. Plus, he does look straight. He's a straight. He's a werewolf anyways. He's not like just a wolf like he's not just like a bat, you know, or something. Hmm. Right. Right. Um, Chris continues by saying he changes into a pile of rats at some point. (laughs) Uh. There's a whole sequence where he chases after Mina's friend Lucy for no discernible reason, and it's a subplot with a dead end. The movie is so interesting, though, I'd recommend it. Sinning it was not hard. Baird and I combined over 200 sins, 
and there's probably enough for a whole extra video at some point. Yeah. But that's a fair point because even though I like I borderline hate it, I still kind of recommend it. Like I still think it's something like especially like anyone that's trying to like watch like the history of horror films or just, you know, Coppola's, you know, filmography, whatever it is. It might be Coppola. I can't freaking remember. But anyway, um, I believe it's Stroker. Yeah, Stroker. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I mean, I kind of do recommend it. It is weird. And, and Oldman is awesome in it. I mean, I, he's he's so he's so just insane in the role. Like he's so. I don't know. He's he's really good, but yeah, it's a weird movie. Well, it's always fun to get to watch uh, Gary chew some scenery. So uh, yeah, Chris isn't wrong about that. Uh, I'll go into uh, the sins video and just say I liked uh, shining like a beacon through the clouds was the full head of Winona Ryder. Uh, that that kicked off the video in a really fun way for me, and I was just like, okay, this is what we're in for this video, and it is going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of sex would be uncomfortable, but mainly because the lady on the left is swallowing the man's legs with her thighs. <laughs> Uh, made me laugh Uh, no Lucy it's Mina's fiance that is the wild stallion what a great pull uh, on that one for the Bill and Ted Mm -hmm. reference Uh, Mm -hmm. very nicely done Uh, that's like eating a filet mignon that's covered in antifreeze uh, made me laugh quite a bit Uh, I think that was about the blood with the shaving cream in it Uh, yes that was one of my favorites uh, don't mind us we totally came infused together like this I sometimes carry my buddies with my vagina uh, which I thought was really fun <laughs> so this is what you were asking the question about I'm, I forgot about that part okay well yeah Danae pops up in the slack today and she's just like totally well, so here's here's my questions who are all these people why did Dracula go for the friend who's this guy in the cage who is Keanu and why does his hair keep changing colors why is there a sex pit why are their vaginas stuck together why are there babies <laughs> Why is he buried up to? Why is he buried in dirt up to his head? Is Winona a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> he's buried up to dirt. No, she's not. Well, although he does, she does get bit. But there's the whole thing about if you kill, if you stop the master, you can, you know, take away the, the servants the or curse. whatever. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, he's buried in his dirt because they have this whole thing where, and I think this was in the novel, but it's been a long time since I've read it. Where if he's not at home, he can only sleep in like his own soil. Like it's got to be like soil from where he lives from the castle so so he's that's why he's in the earth yeah i yeah. think i just usually I'm suffering they, most people do that they put the soil in the coffin <laughs> and they sleep in the coffin on okay. top of the soil but whatever okay well that leads me to the yeah. next one i liked uh speaking of coffins was the it's my drac in a box uh which i thought was <laughs> was really funny uh oh no the dreaded street atlas for sixpence rejection that stings for weeks <laughs> I love that one. I had that one written down, too. Oh, this video. Uh, Once I get a peacock (laughs) handler, I can do it in every scene transition. Uh, And then the one that ended, hope you're ovulating. Kisses. Kisses. I had that one written down, too. Uh, This this was so much fun. Uh, Danae, what else did you have? Um, one of like the little one-offs that I had was I lost count, but I'm pretty sure the sun has set at least three dozen times today. (laughs) Yeah, because it just kept showing the sun over and over again. But there were so many like. I'll call them like performance sins that I was really enjoying just how like Jeremy mm-hmm. delivered, you know, the kind of like the, I don't know if they're longer, but they're just sort of more like fun and silly singing um, or accents or, you know, that yeah, kind of fun stuff. Like, yeah. Here in Transylvania, what we do is recover the body from the river and then immediately plop that sucker down in front of a church altar without even cleaning it up or drying it off. And then it keeps going like, yeah. uh, that's enough for my grandpappy. Then it's good enough for me. That kind of a thing. Uh, and then similar to that was, um, you know, his shadow did different things than his actual, his actual body. And he seemed to get super excited about it. Um, 
and then like what's weird is there's no guest room basically the one where he was saying like it's it's all these other things are so strange but the fact that there's not a mirror is mm-hmm. the strangest it's, thing yeah it's gonna tip yeah. them off for again sure. that kind of more performance delivery uh step right up folks this dracula can not only turn into a wolf and do some wicked shadow puppets but he can also turn tears into diamonds and that whole sequence back off dude you bother me uh that was my favorite part of that scene and then mabel get my gun (laughs) and then at the very end i'm gonna go bring home taco bell so just a lot of fun in the script jonathan what about you really hilarious uh why is jonathan's shirt suddenly buttoned up because i guess i like hearing my name and uh (laughs) vlad the inhaler uh tom waits for an answer from his master i thought was brilliant uh and i love the ghostbusters outtake That Ghostbusters outtake was so good. You know what I love about the outtakes in this one, including the Ghostbusters, is just how clever they are. You know, the idea, like it's one thing, you know, I I will just often um, do outtakes where it's the same actor doing something different, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But it's the next level when it's like, related and it's because ghostbusters is a ghost doing that and this is a vampire doing like you know like it's i just i thought the outtakes in this were particularly clever i really like i agree and that ghostbusters thing makes me think there's this podcast i listen to called the franchise sometimes and one of the hosts on there he um he taught like he calls like it like in a movie that's great except for like one scene he calls that scene a ghost blowjob because he's, he's referencing the Ghostbusters scene. Because that is like the one scene in Ghostbusters where you're just like, what is this? And like- it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb and out of place. And But and, I mean, I, still, I, I, I just always think back, though, when I see that as an adult and I realize what's going on. Because in 84, when I saw it in the theater, I had no idea. But my mom did. And I've always wondered, like, what was going through my mom's head sitting there with her, like, eight-year-old son? Yeah. <laughs> and this ghost is giving Dan Aykroyd a blowjob. <laughs> And his eyes are crossing ridiculously. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's that's the reaction. Um, okay, so let's Oh, that's not your face? <laughs> Listen, oh, we're not huh. we're not explaining my face uh in any way, shape, or form about anything. Uh, my face is my face. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Okay, we're gonna try this. Uh, 
I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Uh, <laughs> let's move into keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're just going to talk about uh, something from putting together the content for the week. Maybe a deleted sin, uh, maybe some research we did, whatever you want to talk about. And Jonathan's going to kick us off. I, I am not because I don't have anything. I only I only worked on The Simpsons. And, okay. Uh, I didn't really, there was just nothing I had to look up. And then there wasn't anything else really that was interesting this week that I did. If so. it had been me, I would have done some uh, some real, you know, dove it, uh, donut shoving in my mouth research. You know, just really yeah, trying to, I ate, t- to I did see, eat a lot of donuts, see how many donuts that I could eat. That was this week. But um, <laughs> I did purchase donuts at the grocery the last couple of times. So maybe it was that episode <laughs> that got me in a donut mood. Just like I got crunching. Oh, yeah. I will see I did crunch and munch research. Nice. Uh, after we talked talked about fiddle faddle and crunch and munch last week i picked some up for my uh my horror movie marathon last weekend which was a lot of fun it's great right yeah and it it was perfect it's, it's so just good. great snack i love crunch and munch and i didn't break my teeth so good good job danae so the dreaded the dreaded rear admiral was an interesting search um <laughs> the short answer for the simpsons is that it's uh when someone makes an underhanded karate chop motion between an opponent's butt cheeks um, okay. And then there there are other entries into what the dreaded rear admiral is. I don't like any of them. Um, <laughs> but in that search, I did find um, on UrbanDictionary.com, there is a reference to an interview with the Simpsons creators regarding the rear admiral. So apparently there were questions about it. Of course. Um, and they respond by saying, I think the answer is probably as disappointing as you feared it might be. It doesn't exist. Here's the actual first draft script excerpt from that Halloween episode. Uh, so originally, Bart was going to say, Milhouse, wake up, look out the window. And Milhouse was going to say, no way, Bart. If I lean over and put my face against the window, you're going to smash it or maybe pinch my butt real hard. <laughs> um, that was what it was originally going to be. They go on to say this was the first draft. And in rewriting it, the writers wanted to go for something a little funnier, something that would sound like it was from a family of like Flying Wedgie, Purple Nurple, mm-hmm. someone I do not remember who... Someone, I do not remember who, said a rear admiral. It sounds real. It has the word rear in it, but it was manufactured to sound real. And as far as we know, it does not really exist. Yeah. I, that's um, what I was, so. when you mentioned what it was, I was going to say, yeah, but did that, did somebody invent it after the fact? And, I bet. Uh, and so that's, that's probably the most likely explanation. It was probably the day after that episode aired. There were, right? <laughs> and all the kids all the, go to school pretending like they got know. Together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hey, like, okay, we got to figure out something for this, out. guys. Guys, right. we, we've been given a gift here. <laughs> they, had a, they had a meeting in a treehouse. Usually we do the thing and then we name it. Now we have a name. we got to do the yeah. thing. We've been given a gift here, guys. This is this is a gift from the heavens. We just <laughs> have to enact it. Uh, Wasn't I, a gift from the heavens part of the Ariana Grande I think video? it was. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Something that has never been said in the Oval Office or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, the uh, the slutty leather face costume, uh, I did actually research that. It does actually exist. Um, I believe it. I don't know how, how long we want to take to go into the our slutty Halloween costumes, uh, a good idea, a portion of the show, but... 
Um, I you know, there's just such a sexism to it. That's all. That's all we need to say. That, yeah. That's true. But like, no, no, I agree. I don't see the point of them. But I, but I also, you can't like. I'm not going to sit there and be like a woman can't dress up however. No, sure, she dress wants. however you just yeah. dress however you want. It's just one of those things where it's like, but the expectation Why did that become a brand, right? That the female can't wear yeah. a, a costume unless it's a slutty version of that costume. It's just not. You know, it's it's there's there's a lot of sexism to it. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, the other thing I wanted to mention was the they might be giants uh, sin from Coraline. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that one they might be giants song just feels so out of place in this movie mm-hmm. and strange. And originally it was going to be a full musical with they might be giants writing the music, and then once they started getting into it. Um, it became clear that the tones were just too mismatched. Yeah, I love They Might Be Giants, but I'm glad they didn't do that. I think they made the right decision. I really yeah, do. Yeah. And, of course, I wrote the sin a little bit differently um, because we have to sin something. But, no, but, I, I think they made the right the right decision. But now I want an animated musical with They Might Be Giants song. Right? I, I think that could be really interesting, really fun. They do, they do great kids' albums, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh I used to play those for uh, Mackenzie when she was younger. Well, half the shows on kids TV, they do the theme song for like, you know, that's true. That's true. (laughs) So, so yeah, um, I, I, I would love to see some more TMBG uh, in the movies, but I did want to mention that that was actually the original intent and they did split for creative differences, but you know what? Sometimes creative differences are actually real, you know, like that's a real, it doesn't mean they hated each other. You know, it just means that it wasn't going to work, and that happens sometimes. No, and they probably and they probably still got paid. So yeah, no, yeah. the word difference means hate. <laughs> well, sometimes it feels that way, doesn't it? Uh, so anyhow, the word I, difference means hate, and and Kim Kardashian can't read a room. Those are the two things I've learned this week. <laughs> Good education <laughs> is your friend. Uh, very nice. That's why we do keeping tabs. It's all about the education. Uh, let's move on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to uh, talk about a single comment from this week's videos because we snuck all the other ones into uh, our conversation on the videos themselves. Um, I don't sneak. I'm bold and I'm about it. I'm going so mine doesn't get stolen. Go for it. I only have one. I did. Uh, no, I couldn't pass this one. Uh, Bram Stoker's. Uh, damn it. Bram. St- I'm never going to say Bram. <laughs> but, uh, Bram. But again, it's Stroker. Just so you're. Yeah, the, the the Dracula stroking movie. Well, yes. and like I said, another thing about that movie, it's not a great adaptation. Like they they take a lot of liberties, which is fine. I don't give a shit. But I think it's funny that they put the author's name on a movie that it couldn't could. It's not really like it's not a great adaptation of the book. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. But anyways, Hidden Gnome uh, wrote uh, sentence while sins were at sixty nine. I am anxiously expecting you. thanks for paying attention we appreciate our fans glad you're paying attention to stuff like that mine was also from uh uh bram bram stroker's uh dracula um patrick dracula says uh is dracula crying wine and then patrick says no he's whining uh which listen if you if you want my attention you got it uh welcome to the team uh congratulations Uh, mine, so good. I actually, I forgot. I really wanted to give a shout out to all the people who knew that in Friends, the outtake of the noise that I um, we put over oh, Joey when his tongue was all crazy was mm-hmm. indeed a murloc from World of Warcraft. So shout out to all nice. of those people. There was basically those comments are just like, oh, my God, who's the fan? So hi, it's me. Hey. Um, but 
the uh, the actual comment that I wanted to focus on is from Nora. Um, this comes from Coraline. Fun fact: the cake that the other mother gives Coraline when she first arrives in the other world says "Welcome home." The O in "welcome" has one singular loop in it, meaning the word that is said is true. But the O in "home" has two loops in it, meaning it's a wow. lie. So putting this together, it basically means that Coraline is welcome, but she's not welcome home or she's not home. And people are kind of commenting on this. It's like, well, what is this even based on? And someone said, uh, the so- the Sophus Project said, apparently there's an observation in pathology that even pathological liars, uh, that every pathological liar that has been studied um, gives their O's two loops. People are like, what? And then another person says, um, yeah, it said that liars use two loops in their O's and it shows how fake they are because they try to be more than what they are. It's just kind of like the study, the study of handwriting. So that like was an interesting observation from that one. I also think that was two comments. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Does that mean she's a liar? Does that like, mm-hmm. is that because she's trying to do more? My trying to seem like she's welcoming me home. Yeah. yeah it's like her oh. double, double O. All right. Let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we want to make sure people know about. Um, who wants to go first? Anybody volunteer? I will. All right, Danae, what do you got? Um, I started watching a, a show that I, I think might be terrible, uh, oh. but I will watch it to its conclusion. It's a reality TV show on Netflix called Next in Fashion. And okay. I used to watch Project Runway all the time. So mm-hmm. uh, I was interested. Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, let's try this one. Let's see. You know what? What that is about? This is about. So, um, it's a competition series hosted by Tan France and Alexa Chung. Um, follows these designers from around the world as they compete for a chance two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So it's a really big prize. Um, uh, and to debut a collection of luxury fashion retailer on a retailer site. So I actually thought until I researched it a little bit more before the show that this might have been like an old show picked up by Netflix. But no, this is like fresh off the press from like May 19 when they started announcing everything. And it's like a 2020 show. So it feels really dated to me already. But maybe that's because I've been exposed to like an expectation of what a reality fashion show should be because I watched Project Runway. So I think maybe there's part of my brain that's got unrealistic expectations or even like I think the show needs to be a specific way now. So this is where I don't know if it's terrible or not. Um, the hosts of the show, I think I don't like what they wear and they're supposed to be like fashion experts. So I don't know who they are. And I'm probably like being incredibly naive in Alexa and Tan. I just, every time I look at them, I always think about the other people who host other fashion shows and how they dress. And I'm comparing the two. Like, I just, what are you wearing? <laughs> Says the girl from the Midwest who likes right. to wear jeans and t-shirts, right? right, right it's right. it's kind of like how I feel when I'm watching a cooking competition show or I'm watching like the Great British Bake Show and I'm like, yeah, how could you not know when that bread is done? And I'm over here eating like a Pop-Tart. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I just, I do, I have no reason to judge these except for that I, I do love watching competitions. Yeah. Um, but there is something interesting about how it's put together, and I think that's why I wanted to talk about it a little bit. They are in teams from the very beginning. I don't know if that changes. I haven't watched more than the first, I think, four episodes. I think I'm um, starting the fifth right now. 
but there's already been somebody who's had their face sliced open due to like something that fell off of a, a, a high height and smacked them in the face. So that we've had a a, ju- a guest judge who literally walked off the set because they were so pissed at how <laughs> they were deciding who was going to be leaving that day. So it's interesting. It's it, I like seeing the designers. The competition part, watching these two people like work together and figure out how they're going to create stuff. Many of them actually know each other from like the same town or growing up in the same industry. So Mm -hmm. they really respect each other. So the interpersonal drama is way dialed down comparatively to Mm. Project Runway and stuff. And I love that. Uh, Seeing the actual part of of creation is exciting for me yeah but i still can't tell if it's just i don't know i can't tell if i like it or not i'll i'll watch it all just because i i'm that person um but anyways it's called next in fashion and it is on netflix cool uh what do you got jonathan uh i watched a movie actually last night it's this is a 2020 movie i think it came out a couple weeks ago so it's it's available to rent or or if you want to if you if you want to just buy it, I think you can buy it. You can buy the digital. Uh, but it's this movie called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, it is written, directed, and it stars this guy Jim Cummings, who I was not familiar with. He mm-hmm. made a movie in 2018 called Thunder Road. I don't know. Did you see that by any chance, Aaron? I am only familiar with this because we are having uh, a guest on Sif Pop Podcast uh, coming up shortly. Our friend Josh Childs, uh, by the way, people may know who that is. Um, and it was a movie he requested to review. And so I did a little bit of research into Jim Cummings. That oh, I, I really have you seen it yet? I haven't watched it yet. It's not for this week's episode. It's for next week's episode. So, the Wolf yeah. of Snow Hollow, though, yes. is the one you're talking about. I'm yep. really excited about this for you because, okay, so I, had, I, have not, I have not seen Thunder Road. That also makes sense because I tweeted out about this movie last Last night and Josh, well, not Josh, but his uh, the other Twitter account he does the Nether YouTube Regions. channel Nether Region. They yeah. liked it, so I thought I was like, oh, maybe Josh has something to do with this guy. Actually, Jim Cummings liked my tweet too because I, I'll tell you, I was blown away by this movie. This movie was awesome. Um, it just completely caught me off guard. I was assuming based on what I had read about it and seen, it was a werewolf movie. That was kind of all I knew about it, mm-hmm. and it still is that. But it's also really smart. It's really funny, um, and it's funny. It's like it's not really a comedy, but it's kind of funny in the way like Fargo is funny, right? Um, it's more character based humor, and especially Jim Cummings, like he gives a really good performance in this movie. I'm really excited to see whatever he does moving forward. Uh, Ricky Lindholm is in this movie. She's, oh, Ricky Lindholm, uh, probably yeah. best known Garfunkel and Oates, yeah, another yeah. period. Uh, Robert Forster. It's sadly it's his last movie uh, oh, wow. before he passed away. Uh, but he's actually quite good in it. Um, it's and uh, like I said, I I think and then there's a lot of other some of the other people in it. I I didn't I don't know their names, but like I recognize them from some other things along the lines of Garfunkel and Oates and stuff like that. Um, but it's just it's it's about this um, it's about this cop played by uh, Jim Cummings in this town, and these murders start happening, and they're very they 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 they're looking for a there's a serial killer in their small town and uh and this is a place where murders don't happen so the force is not really equipped to handle this and so he's having to kind of deal with this case on top of that he's got a daughter about to go to college and his ex-wife uh giving him shit and uh, Robert Forster is his dad and is the current sheriff and he's got some issues going on that are affecting him so it's basically about this guy's struggle just to kind of keep his shit together and try to catch this murderer. 
Um, and it's just, it's really sharp. It's really smart. It's funny. Like it's really witty, you know? Cool. Um, I love that kind and, of stuff. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Um, it's not, I, 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 it has horror listed in the IMDb title and I don't know. I mean, I guess there are horror elements to it. Uh, but I just, I kind of don't want to give like stuff away. So, but I, it's a high recommend, um, and I tweeted out night last night that I thought it was awesome. So, um, uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. I'm going to go check out his earlier film, too, for sure. And I'm really excited to see what he does moving forward. So is, is Josh friends with him? Or do you I, know? I don't know. Um, I just know he requested the movie and specifically mentioned, so cool. um, you know, Jim Cummings, uh, which immediately I was like, the guy that does Winnie the Pooh? And he was like, no, no. D- yeah, d- different that's Jim- why that name sounded familiar. <laughs> different Jim Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I had a whole different but, picture uh, of what this, no, this movie I, might be. It's not like I was telling Chris about it earlier. Like Cohen Brothers is the only way. Like that's how I would like. I, sure. I was trying to describe the humor to him, but it's really not Cohen Brothers. But well, I just Noah Hawley has that a little bit too. Uh, yeah, maybe Noah Hawley's a better way to put it. Ironically enough, since he's doing the TV show yeah, Fargo, yeah. <laughs> like it's all the Fargo people uh, have the kind well, of. I've read a couple in. of his novels too, though. That's very much like his sense yeah. of humor you know, that kind of comedy. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of in that vein for me. Uh, but I could be thinking that, like I said, because they're like in a snowy town. I don't, I, maybe, I don't sure. know, but, uh, high, high recommend really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. Like I said, you can rent it, uh, buy it, whatever. It's uh, the wolf of snow hollow. I don't know if it's eventually going to be on a streaming service, you know, like Netflix or something, but currently it's just available to rent. I'm going to uh, talk about a docu-series on HBO called The Vow. Uh, This follows a cult um, and specifically follows two people that were in the cult uh, and are trying to find their way out of the cult and kind of uh, save other people uh, from this cult once they find out uh, some things that are going on uh, there. And it is um, true story, docu series, and the amount of footage they have from their experience is vast because he is a filmmaker. And in fact, he was hired. Uh, I shouldn't say hired by the cult. He was got into the cult through the business side of things. It's very kind of self help kind of stuff, and. They knew he was a filmmaker and had made a a documentary that got some attention. And they were like, hey, why don't you be our filmmaker um, in our business, you know, organization or whatever. And so he is filming everything. He records everything, all of these conversations. And so unlike a lot of documentaries where there's a lot of reenactments or interviews where you're sitting with the people and they're explaining what happened. Um, There's a little bit of that here, but mostly you're actually hearing the conversations or seeing these things from when they happened. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing I I really enjoyed about this. I should say it is nine episodes long. I should also say it's probably extremely triggering for some people, especially because it gets into a um, sexual aspect of some of the nefarious things that are going on here a controlling aspect of you know people's sexual lives different things like that um and and controlling like their eating and it's very much textbook narcissist cult leader you know kind of stuff um but it's also under this really interesting self-help business that is doing actual good for people that's one of the things that's really interesting about this to me too and my wife uh, and I were talking about this is the things that they're talking about in these meetings about how to have a positive outlook on things, how to um, rise above um, 
difficulty listening to your kids yeah listening to you know not listening to your kids those kind of things uh no how to rise above those kind of <laughs> things is actually good advice it's actually really smart stuff and they're doing good psychological work it's therapy work they're doing a lot of really good therapy work with people it's just behind the scenes they're organized you know like a cult with a a cult figure as the head who you know I don't want to give necessarily a lot of the details away in case you want to watch this and kind of experience the education of the, you know, what's going on here. Um, I, I am, you probably know this, I am uh, very much intrigued by the human mind and the ability for us as humans, even intelligent humans, to convince ourselves of anything. You know what I mean? Like the ability we mm -hmm. have to rationalize, the ability we have to believe things that we would have never believed before. Just, you know, the ability we have to um, to control people or be controlled is very fascinating to me. And to watch them break out of that mindset and to see the actual moments and to hear the actual conversations is an insight into that I'd never seen before. So I think that's why I come away from this with a huge recommend for me. And if you're like me, having said that, uh, I know very specifically Barrett talked about this on the last Sincast um, and said it was too slow for him. Like it's very slow. And I think that's true. It just wasn't too slow for me because I was so engaged in it. But um, I think if there's any level of disconnect from any part of it um, that it can seem very contemplative and it's very purposefully, that's yeah. the tone uh, of it. Very yeah, purposefully. And I responded on that thread too and said, I hated it. And then I realized I, I thought you were talking about something else. So I have actually not seen this. <laughs> oh, okay. It was just, Fair it, enough. it was another generic, it, cause it was just the generic title. And I had been talking to Barrett about some, it was just something else. I don't even remember the title of that now that I really didn't like. And I just thought that's what you were talking about. But then when you started talking about the cult and stuff, I was like, Wait, I don't think this is the same thing. Well, is it, this the is this the cult too? Is this the one that Allison Mack was involved yes, in? That actor, Ali, yes, oh, Allie Mack I from Smallville. Check this out. Yeah, in fact, Kristen Crook from Smallville as well was in this cult for a while. Um, several of the actors but from Allison Mack got actually got like charged. Yeah, right? that's like, kind of what it's about. Yeah, it goes into yeah, kind of what happened there. And I remember. I remember being so sad when I heard about that because I was like, not Chloe. Yeah. No, I love Chloe. I love, I, I, know, I was I a huge too. Smallville who, fan. Yeah. Oh, who, how can you not love Chloe? Uh, Chloe's like Chloe's Danae. Also, uh, <laughs> I've been told that many times, which is cool. The, uh, there's several actors uh, from Battlestar Galactica uh, that were involved in this cult as well. Um, it's just, I, I found it really interesting. And apparently there is a, another, docu-series about this on stars apparently there's a four episode one from a different perspective on stars yeah, about saw, this too so jeremy jeremy mentioned yeah that, jeremy I had think. mentioned that one so i so it's it, it it was very interesting to me and if your mind works anything like mine did uh you will in, you will enjoy is a weird word but you will be engaged in watching it um and no, interested in watching it, it um so yeah i wanted to throw it out there it's called the vow and there will be a season two because there's more of the story to tell in fact just three days ago um the cult leader in this uh was sentenced so and i don't know how that sentencing went my wife said hey do you want to know what happened And i was like is it weird that I kind of want to watch the show to find out? <laughs> like, is it weird not to be spoiled by real life? You like, know, that no, I think that's interesting though, because there are like true crime uh miniseries and documentaries that have come out where my wife actually didn't like them because she had already she already knew the story. Yeah. 
and I, I, really I did felt like really him. strange saying that. I will tell you, I felt yeah. really strange being like, no, I want the show to tell me what really yeah. happened. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wait a second, Aaron. Like, what? what is that? Because, you know, I get, <laughs> I get spoilers with movies, but this is a real life thing that's happening. If you're interested in it, why don't you read the news article? And it's yeah. like, because I'm enjoying the show? I don't know. It's strange. I'm still kind of weirdly uncomfortable with my reaction to it. But, yeah, it was one of those I things. So, uh, anyhow, that's The Vow. It's on HBO. Um, and that's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week, guys. Uh, don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Uh, if you've got anything you want to send us, mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. We're at CinemasinsBTS. I am at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, Bram Stroker, and myself, we will see you next week. <laughs> Happy November! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Hello, bagel. Nice to see you. It's been a long time! (laughs) Don't. Just don't put that one in. It's just, it was embarrassing. Okay, here's the situation. My parents were away on a week's vacation. I took the keys to the brand new Porsche. Would they mind? Hmm, well, of course not. I don't know what you were just singing. Jonathan, you know it? It's uh, Will, it's Will, it's Fresh Prince, right? That's some Fresh Prince right there, man. That's parents just don't understand. Cool. So, and then you're trying to climb a waterfall. My wife and I did not drink on the way over there. We're like, we'll drink on the way back because we want to be able to climb the waterfall. Everybody else drank, though. And, like, I'm holding on to this girl who's no bigger than Danae and is just drunk off her ass. Oh. And, like, and so, like, I'm basically taking on her weight because she can barely even, like, stand. Uh, that was not fun. But I'm, it was just, like, one of those things, though, where you're just, like— I mean, the falls were beautiful and stuff. That was fun. But that part of it was kind of scary. You mean the waterfalls, not the people falls. <laughs> the falls were just so beautiful, you know, like people careening. Check out these glasses. Nice. Those are beautiful. Yeah. These are like vintage. You look like Margot Robbie in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Thanks. I don't mm-hmm. know who that is. Or I don't know that movie either. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just missing your bare feet in the forefront of the fr- uh, frame. That's all that's missing. Okay, Quentin. I do know how to make a Quentin Tarantino joke, but only thanks to you guys. <laughs> well, that was that was him directing that movie, so that that made oh, a lot of sense. Oh, <laughs> look at that! I was accidentally accurate. Can I tell you guys what I was doing before recording today's show? Sure. Eating lunch. I'm gonna let you guess, and you will never ever guess. I can even give you some hints, and you will never eating guess. lunch. Uh, no. Cross stitching. No. Bathing. Um, also, I thought you said crotch stitching at first. <laughs> no, cross. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even know what that is, but no. <laughs> so you were playing Spider Solitaire? No. Damn. I was wrapping Christmas presents. Oh, good for you. Uh, you know it's not even November yet, right? Like, I've never done this. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I, that, I'm jealous. <laughs> like, I don't even know this person that I am. I've never, ever done this. I'm always a last-minute shopper. Or just, Mm -hmm. hey, you don't get a present this year. Congratulations. I love you. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, we're at the stage in our life where uh, our youngest son had a birthday this week, and two days before his birthday, we're like, hey, what do you want? He's like, oh, here's the link on Amazon. Okay, it'll be here Tuesday. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's where we are in our life. <laughs> so, do you want to guess what uh, Ethan wanted for his birthday? Sure. Okay. Um, Is it a game? No. Okay. Clothes. Nope. Oh, shoes. Nope. That's I would have counted those as clothes. Yes, okay, okay, I would have okay. included those as clothing. But also at the same time, you're very specific about your vocabulary, and so I thought maybe there's sure. a chance that no, you. No, I get it, but no, I would, I would, I would consider you shoes clothing. That. Okay. Yeah. Are glasses clothing? No. No, I don't think so. I think they're more Is it glasses? like. No, it's not glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Cologne. Oh, interesting guess. No. Okay, I'm thinking about things that would make him like. Like show individuality because he's like growing up now. Definitely does that. Right. Oh, so this one does show individuality. Yes, definitely. Okay. Is it like a gold chain or something? Is it jewelry? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> jewelry. Jewelry, I'm right on the fence as far as if that's clothing. A no. watch? A ring? No, no. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. You misunderstood what I was saying. I'm on the fence oh. as to whether jewelry is a piece of clothing. If no, I, would I think inc- it's an accessory. I think it's an accessory. And glasses, yeah, I think, yeah. are an accessory. I, I think, think that's so where too. we're going with this. I mean, to some of us, they're not an except like it's a necessity. It's a it's a necessary. It's a necessary for some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stumped. Yeah, you are. Is this so obvious? No, no. The cat. Uh-huh. I think I would think maybe if you found the category, you'd get closer. The category isn't indi- showing individuality. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the broad category? <laughs> And he got it from Amazon. That's my other clue. Mm-hmm. This is yes. something you can get on Amazon. Yes. So it's not like a savings account. <laughs> Correct. This is so hard. I genuinely don't know. And I kind of want to ask for a Is this hint, his but... youngest? Yes, this is my youngest. So how uh, old is he? Just turned 16. 16. So a uh, car? <laughs> no, he knows better. <laughs> from Amazon? <laughs> yeah, from Amazon. Oh, I forgot you said Amazon. <laughs> you can probably order a car on Amazon. <laughs> you probably could. Okay, I'm going to ask for some kind of All right, hint. you want a hint. going to take too long. You want a hint. Yeah. We're going to move into the category of music. A guitar? Very close. <gasps> I don't know your sons. I could never guess. <laughs> a guitar? <laughs> that is not what you sound like, by the way. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, I just like saying guitar. Is it a guitar? No. <laughs> I might have. I probably made this worse. <laughs> But but keytar was close. So was oh, close. is it a synthesizer? Nope. Uh, like an uh, old school keyboard synthesizer. Other direction. He was going <laughs> in the right direction, going towards the guitar. But it's not a is guitar. It a harp. Oh, a ukulele. <laughs> Specifically, it is a baritone ukulele. It is the biggest ukulele you can get uh, for his giant self. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but and, it would be so hilarious if you got the small one. Let's just be honest. Well, he did his, his, the one he has right now is a soprano ukulele, which is the, the smallest, uh, version. There are four sizes. I learned of ukuleles. The baritone is uh, the largest, I should say four standard sizes. Um, you, you can obviously do custom sizes, but there's soprano, uh, um, the ukulele is like a little guitar, right? It's a four-string. It's a four-string guitar. So you've got soprano, concert, something in baritone, I think. And baritone is the biggest. And and so he got one of those. 
Yeah, ukulele is like the one where people do like the water, water, we. <laughs> yes, there's. A, I can't. Yes. I can't do the. Yes, exactly, Jonathan. The water, water, we. Yes, that is exactly. <laughs> that is. He was just hoping. He was like, Dad. In fact, he was like, Dad. Hey, can can I can I get a little water, water, we for my birthday? And I was like, What are you even talking about? I don't like, know you know, ukulele terms. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 